And I'm Drew Stick. And this is the, the Internet's Maximum Potential. Season Se- 2. Season 2. It came back like uh, like the dogs and the cat in Homeward Bound. It came <laughs> back. It found its way from California all oh, the way Oh my here. goodness. I thought there was a twist ending. For some reason, like I guess I was just a weird kid. And I remembered the movie differently. So I mixed it up with the old Yeller. Where like one of the dogs died along the way. <laughs> one so of the like, dogs they had so to it's shoot. Like, it's like, yeah, two of, two of the cat, like two of the pets came back. But like the third one, like the old one. Okay, Michael J. Fox and uh, who was the girl? The cat, yeah. Who was the cat? Michael J. Fox... And a cat showed and a cat up. cat showed up. And then they, they the just old, shot the old uh, yeah, Robert Redford. Robert Redford's, yeah, dog died. <laughs> Got shot by somebody along the way. Like, broke his leg. And, and like, Robert Redford's walking him, and all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. <laughs> the dog is shot. Pretty much, yeah. I know, that's the way I remembered the movie. Which is kind of sad, but that's the way I chose to remember the film. I bet you were really confused then by Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. There's like a tradition of making like gritty remakes. They should do a gritty remake of Homeward Bound. Like the way it really went down. Directed by Christopher Nolan, where the whole thing's like told and like pieced backwards. From the dog's perspective? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Drew, you are back. What, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Um, well, here's what's going on. I am, uh, after two years out in Los Angeles, Orange County, uh, I've decided to move back to Wisconsin and, uh, finish off my degree where I started it at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Full Uh, circle. Full circle, man. Uh, I guess I'm kind of a, uh, a product of the recession, uh, in the sense that, uh, just is way too expensive to live out there and without having a job. And unfortunately, there's a 10% unemployment rate and... So you need a job to survive, but you can't get a job. Mm -hmm. So uh, that just kind of is the way that it worked out. And I can save so much money by living here. And but that's like that was the first reason. That's like what made me come back. And I was like, you know what? I really can't live out there without a job. And then it kind of became, well, there's so much more I could do if I did move back and just became like the right move on a lot of levels. Right. Um, On a. School level, uh, my goal right now is pretty much to just finish up, uh, you know, finishing school for as cheap as possible uh, in as little time as possible. Um, but, you know, still getting good schooling along the way, but just get the degree without, you know, going into the red as, you know, student loans. So I've, I've luckily been blessed to have, like, uh, my grandfather set up a college fund for us. And so I've been going to public school, luckily, for, you know, six years. So it right. hasn't been too expensive. But at the same time, you know, I'm getting near the edge of my amount. Now, does so. does that fund uh, include money to provide tickets for your friends to go see the Bucks when they have naked women at <laughs> 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 the game? Apparently, uh, that's what my one of my grandfather's crazy ideas. That's what, Season one callback. That's we what that's, that's what got him the money for uh, <laughs> his ideas. His ideas, crazy ideas like that, paid off for him, and he uh, he made banana boat Sundays in boats. He used to have an ice cream place. My grandfather. He had crazy ideas. They paid off for him, though, and uh, therefore his crazy ideas paid for my college. Nice. And uh, I will n- never stop thanking him for that. So, you know, I, I'm in a good position, but at the same time, you know, I would love to walk out of college, especially in the the uh, 
transient industry that I'm in uh, and be able to support myself without, you know, having to pay off college loans, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of the hazard of our generation. So, um, tax deductible though. Tax so. deductible. That's the. That's, that's my. That's the tax deductible. That's my account. That's the way my accountant sounds. He's a parrot. <laughs> that's why I didn't get my return back last year. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I. Uh. So I'm moving back, and it just had a lot to do with. Um. As I said, that, and then it, it moved into you know school, and mm-hmm. I loved UWM, and it's a good school. It's just like, I thought that it wasn't gonna be as good of a school as as. Uh, I hoped it would be, but now it's kind of getting to that point where UWM is becoming an even better school than, you know, it sure. was when I was here two years ago. Sure. It's already become a much better school. So, um, yeah, UWM is on the way up. And, you know, so I'm like, might as well finish up there. And uh, uh, at the same time, you know, I get to come home, be near the family. And since last year or since two years ago, I've started dating a girl in Wisconsin, oddly enough. Uh, I started dating her last summer. So now it's like. You know, we've been dating long distance, so if I come back, you know, that's another plus is that I'll be closer to her. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's it's going pretty well, as she's texting me. Um, <laughs> literally, when I started talking to her, she knows. She's, like, she's in the room. She's got microphones all throughout my house. She's like Prince. Uh, <laughs> Prince has microphones throughout his entire house, so he can record in any room. But Which I think is a season one callback. I think we talked about that on the show at some point. Maybe. I know uh, we talked about Prince at some point. We talked about Prince at some point. Of course, we talked about everything on season one. Yeah, I really, I should have done my prep work and listened to the entire first season <laughs> to before. To make sure we didn't repeat we ourselves. Right. I'm sure there'll be an anecdote somewhere in the second season. It's bound to happen. Exactly similar from the first season. For first person to call it out gets a uh, free dinner at uh, Cops. And and you get uh, my business cards from when I was with the Milwaukee Bucks. Still got a whole stack. There's of a them. whole stack of the business cards. I gave away. Uh, I gave away a bunch. I tonight. will buy. I will buy you like a burger and a malt at Cops if you if we repeat an anecdote and you call us on it. So um, anyway, more incentive for them to listen. Exactly. Listen closely. So this is a new anecdote. So I'm sure that they haven't heard it, but it's just continuing that. I mean, it's like that happened, and it's like literally when I made the decision to come back within a week, I had. Uh, just through talking to people and trying to, you know, you know, get my life back here on track and make sure I don't like get back here and, you know, hit, take a severe, you know, step back and, you know, where I'm trying to be with my mm-hmm. life. I had a kind of a nine to five, just working job over the summer, uh, setting up tents, which, you know, it doesn't sound that great, but it's outdoors and, you know, it's a decent wage. And uh, I got a bunch of hours doing that. I got that. I'm already going in for a creative internship tomorrow position, uh, which seems to be pretty promising uh, on top of the nine to five job. And then I've got, um, you know, you know, all these different doors that are opening back up. A bunch of people who I talked to uh, before I left about uh, a bunch of people we worked on Sketchbook with who we wanted to kind of form a sketch troupe with. Absolutely. Uh, but it kind of, you know, with me leaving, just everybody kind of <laughs> fell apart. And uh, but now we're able I talked to those guys and they're all up for doing it. So we're going to be able to produce some sketches and put them online. Uh, for all you listeners, you can check those out whenever we do them, uh, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later. Right. And, you know, so just everything just started falling into place. Coming back together, man. More Internet's maximum potential is going to be back. Exactly. You know, it's like I've... And that was the main reason for coming back to Wisconsin. Exactly. I've already started producing more content that I produced in like two years back there. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, I, I've learned that I can produce a lot more material back here. And, you know, just a lot of things started falling back into place. A lot of different, you know equipment things in terms of like i've been trying to save up to buy uh, some more of my own equ- professional style equipment so that i have no overhead when i make little films and stuff so we mm-hmm. don't have to rent cameras and you know so it's it's uh it's going pretty well uh so far now to clarify uh you're not back yet 
No, no, this is our bridge episode. Right. Uh, I just was informed of you coming home to Wisconsin today. Literally today. I thought we were doing, okay, this is a one-time special. Uh, hey, it, it's Easter. Let's celebrate. But no, Drew is coming back. This is, this is yeah, literally Rick's raw emotion on this. He literally found out like an hour and a half ago like yeah. that I was coming back. So he's really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. And I just want to make some uh, some good internet's maximum potential. And okay. now there's no end to it. There's no, it's now. It's going to end at some point, but. <laughs> when we hit the internet's maximum potential is when it will end. Because I feel like when we hit the end of, for season one, it was not. Oh, man. It was not the maximum potential. The Down there was so much more potential to go. And so now we have, we, you know, like Starship Enterprise, we will go where no podcast has gone before. Now, uh, I should uh, be up front. Um, unlike last season, uh, I have a job now, so that's great. That's <laughs> Fantastic. Great exactly. News. Yeah, no. Uh, last year, uh, very downbeat, some overtones. Uh, I was unemployed the entire production of The Internet's Maximum Potential. Didn't see any, any rainbows coming around the corner, but I've been working for the Friends of Milwaukee Public Television. I've been on air a few times, gotten some exposure that way, so it's it's been a pretty sweet gig. Exactly. I mean, for both of us, I think it's like the recession, like everyone in America is just like depressed right now. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody's just like, oh, could things get any worse? But I think like for me and Rick, oddly enough, it's like the tide has turned and like we're probably in a very much better position we were in. Let's like not get cocky. Ago. Let's. I mean, let's not jinx ourselves. It's just everything's going to fall We're recession proof. <laughs> Internet's we're making so much money. Look at how much money we're making. But I, it's I, never gonna end. I'm not gonna be making that that much money. I don't know how much is Rick is. Rick's probably making comfortable. I don't know. If I am. Making. I am making. Uh, I am. I get a salary. Yeah, but yeah. See, there you go. So I'm. Ha- I'm very happy with that. That is much better than the unemployment checks that I exactly. was receiving <laughs> last so, year. So no, it's like between the two of us. I mean, we're just we're doing well. And that's that. I think makes for a good show. I think that that that's gonna be the overriding theme of the second season. Two guys doing well. Doing well. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the second season of Entourage, where the first season he's just kind of figuring it out, and the second mm-hmm. season he just takes off. So in the third season, I guess we're just gonna have a huge nosedive. Yeah. And, if we uh, get that far. And Piven is gonna be a lot more intolerable. And he will win four more Golden Globes in one season. I don't know how they do it, but you know. I feel like they're, he rele- they release like one season and then he wins like Golden Globes for like <laughs> that one season for three years. Uh, uh, I have some I have some news. Uh, just found out today that uh, I've been approved. My application has been approved to get an apartment. So my girlfriend Lee, who's been on the show, and I will be living together starting next month. No way. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be living in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Exciting. And uh, we've got a two-bedroom, two-bathroom place. This is exciting. This is the first I'm hearing of this, which means that we will have. I to, withheld it. We'll <laughs> have to do. We'll have to record it over there, man. Man, that would be we'll have to take pretty remarkable. We'll have to take the show. Do over a there. remote. We'll have to do some remotes out there. We'll have to mix it up. Second season won't just be in the lake house. It's not even in the lake house today, Drew. Today, it's too. I forgot to fire up the heater in the lake house. We didn't want another cold episode. That was not, unfortunately, the cold episode. You know, it kills it. It does. It kills just the mood in there. So we we, we had to do it in back season uh, episode two. And there episode was an, two we did down here in the basement, and we did another episode down here in the basement as well. Did we? I think we did it. Yeah, 
near the end, I think. Maybe, perhaps. It was it was near the end. We did a another episode in the basement, and uh, so it's kind of a callback to that. But um, it's kind of a bridge episode, so it's not really like totally officially the second season yet. Yeah, but... it's it's uh it's the spring break special, the Easter special. Woo! Spring break. <laughs> Buy your taxes. It's Easter. Internet's maximum potential. It, it like the Charlie Brown specials. Uh, and after uh, after you left back for California, I started my own uh, my own podcast, my own thing. I know Rick spun off, and then he's gonna spin off of his spin off with the am I <laughs> with the uh, robot? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. Yeah, the Robot Breakdance Union, uh, we've been talking about that for a long time. You were talking about that? That was supposed to be the original spinoff. That was, a, that, yeah, and uh, we have some episodes recorded. Oh, okay. Uh, I just, uh, I haven't been able to put them together because I've been so busy with work and uh, host and guest. But this summer, the Robot Breakdancing Union podcast is coming, for sure. Good. Uh, but ho- host and guest was, uh, it's really... I, I can't believe the caliber of people I've, I've had I know, on the show. It just like shot off like out of the cannon. Like you got like Pardo and Chester French, and then after that it was just like bam. Boom. And the funny thing, and uh, now, like Stella and the guy from uh, Singled Out. He yeah, was. Chris I think he was, he was the one guest who I think I I couldn't believe that you got. <laughs> not not Stella, he got Chris Hardwick. Oh not Stella. Not yeah, Jimmy Pardo. But like. <laughs> Yeah, what's his name? Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. I couldn't believe that you got. I saw him. Uh, I went to go see Joel McHale, who hosts The Soup. And uh, it was like, holy shit, Chris Hardwick is the opening act. I had no idea. And I'm a Chris Hardwick fan. So I, I hung around afterwards. And uh, he came out in the lobby. I'm like, hey, Chris Hardwick. I did. Uh, my name is Rick Katschke. I do a podcast called Host and Guest. I've had Jimmy Pardo on the show. Would you mind being a guest? And he was like, all right, cool. I like 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 Jimmy Jimmy Pardo. That's like when every guest has come on and said, they're like, I love Jimmy. I heard the thing you did with Jimmy, and that was great. (laughs) And then you had the guy who who produces Never Not Funny with Jimmy come on. Yeah, he's really good, too. Yeah, Matt Belknap and uh, Jimmy Pardo, two of the best episodes. Belknap. I wish I could have gotten in with those guys when I lived in L.A. (laughs) You still have time. I I got a month and a half. I'm gonna make it count for a month and a hey, half. My name's Drew uh, Drew Steck. Um, I'm friends with Rick Hatchke. You both have been on his <laughs> show. <laughs> Just show up at UCB Theater and be like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> so. Just knock on the door really loudly until they come over. And the funny thing is... I know is, where it is. Uh, the, first, uh, the first episode I had was with my friend D.A. Wallach of the man Chester French. Their album's coming out in uh, three weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Love the future. Love the future. more excited for that than anything else. And uh, after that episode, you're like, holy shit. You know Chester French? It turns out that you were a huge fan of Chester French. I was I was a closet, like, not a closet fan, because they no one knows who they are, so you can't really, like, right. be, like, ashamed of a band that nobody knows about. You can't go around spouting that you, you love them, because not a lot of people no, knew them I, at the and time. I'm actually an open, very open fan of I give them a lot of pub to everybody. Publicity. Not a lot of pub. I don't know what pub stands for in that context. But, uh... Anyway, no, no, I talk about them a lot. Like, I talked about them to, like, everybody I knew. It was like, oh, Chester French, they're going to be huge. You know, like, two guys from Harvard, just great, you know, music that they're coming out with. Like, what I've heard so far, the four tracks that they released off uh, the uh, She Loves Everybody EP. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they're going to be huge. Like, watch, it's going to be like, you know, as I said, like, the way they describe themselves, like, kind of the, the new Beach Boys, like, sure. type of sound. And it's just really cool sound. And, yeah, and then Rick records with them, and I was like, Wait, 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 wait. How do you know D.A. Wallach of 
of Chester French. And he was like, oh, uh, we did comedy sports together in high school. And I was like, really? And he still, like, remembered you? Because he's like, you have to understand, like, what the transition they've gone through. Like, A, he went to Harvard. So, like, anybody who goes to Harvard, like, instantly, I think, just, like, writes off all their old friends. But right. apparently DA's cool, so he doesn't. Which, you know, gives me even more respect for him and the band. Yeah. Um, You know, because I'll love a musical artist, and then I'll find out they're a dick. But I'm like, eh, I still kind of like their music. Sure. But, like, find out he's a cool guy. Actually, like, really, like, you know, improves your even standing with him. So, uh, yeah. So, he went to Harvard, so I was like, oh. Like, instantly, you would have lost touch with him there. But then he, like went on to, you know, in the basement of his dorm, create an EP that was listened to by Kanye West, who flew them out to, like, try and sign them. Kanye yeah. West, you know, like, pretty much one of the biggest names in music right now. Plus, you know, in that week, then, like, other artists heard it, like Pharrell, who they ended up signing with, but on Star Trek. But, like, him and, like... Jermaine eight, Dupree. Jermaine Dupree, like, all these different artists, like, yeah. tried to sign them. Like, at least, like, what is like... Six or seven different artists like tried to sign them. There's a bidding war for them. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, for a bidding war over these like two kids who recorded this EP in the basement of their uh, dorm room, as I said, and like, yeah. So it was just like a really kind of funny story that like they kind of just took off, and somehow Rick Katchke has the ins. I've got the ins. Uh, he, he got the inside yeah. on uh, Chester French. Because well, the thing was, uh, when Facebook arrived, um, I got on board with that. And I was searching past people I knew in the past. DA was very memorable back in comedy sports. Um, we didn't go to the same high school, but uh, so we were in the high school league together. But he didn't have enough people from his school, and I didn't have enough people from my school. So we ended up performing many shows together at uh, at comedy sports. So I've I've known him for, uh, you know, I've known him since I was 17, 16, 17 years old. So I've known him almost almost eight years now. And uh, so Facebook came around. I found him on Facebook, added him as a friend. I saw he had this band, Chester French, and I heard one of their very first songs that they ever did, and it it was a different lineup. And uh, I love your sister. I think she's great. And it's a, it was like, oh, man, this is really cool. Uh, I hope that they release something at some time. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, oh, boom, they're signed with, a year, with a year Pharrell. They're signed with Pharrell. Like. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, hey, DA, it's Rick Hatchke. Uh, hey, I really like this song that you released that you have available on your website to download. Uh, could I get, like, a CD of your demo or whatever? He's like, oh, well, you know, that's sort of something that um, we did last year. It's not really the exact sound that we want to do. Uh, my friend and I are really working on making something a lot better. But uh, we hope to have that out in maybe a year. And then, like, that was the demo that was yeah, exactly. Love the Future, which is now going to be the big album yeah, of big album of 09. The year. Oh, yeah, they're going to win a Grammy, I think, for sure. I'll call it right now. But the album hasn't even been released, and I think they're going to win a Grammy. Just because of the hype that's gone into this. And, like, everyone who's heard it, everyone is just, like, you know, going crazy over the album. So, good, good job. Yeah, and uh, so... It was it was pretty cool. Like my first guest, I get D. A. Wallach, and they had been in Rolling Stone. So I'm like, with my, with my approach to other people, I was like, you know, uh, I've had guests such as D. A. Wallach of Chester French, one of Rolling Stone's like, artists to watch. Two thousand eight. Yeah, they were in that. They were in GQ. They were yeah. in like Esquire. They were in like pretty much every big publication that like like spots up and coming like hot talent. Like mm-hmm. they were in. So and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. They just uh, today released a mixtape yeah. um and it has stuff like it's they were they did these songs but they have guests like common 
Uh, Pharrell is on it. Mm-hmm. Diddy is on there. And uh, it's really enjoyable. So that's what we should have opened mixtape. with. <laughs> ah. With the mixtape. Oh, well. Whoops. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That's right. You gotta love the future instead. <laughs> so I've been I've been doing that and uh It's been great, man. Your show's been great and that you've really like just pumped out the episode. You're up to like what twenty now? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put together tonight my twenty fourth episode with, 20, with yeah, Greg 24. Proops from Proops. Whose Lines It Anyway. I know, yeah, you told me you got with him. Like pretty much everybody, man. You're just climbing the ladder there. You're always like how many weekends have you gone down to Chicago recently? Um, I a number of weekends. A lot of them. Yeah, no, it just feels like you're like always down recording in Chicago. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, we're here in Chicago. I was like, Rick drove down again. That bastard. <laughs> always with this driving. Always with this driving. I was like, oh, when I come back, we're definitely doing that. Which Dri- was the driving? thought I had like two days ago. We're going to Chicago, and I'm gonna be your unit manager i'm just gonna stand there and hold the recorder while you, do hosting <laughs> you said that you've got a creative internship you failed to mention that the creative internship is with host and host guest. and guest i tried to make it sound official but in reality no it's just with host and guest <laughs> it's not really that creative too i just stand there and hold your mic while you talk to whoever you're talking to i'm the andy richter to your conan o'brien on host and guest uh, now uh I should mention that after uh, we recorded our our last episode, I did go out to L.A. for a stretch. Yeah. Um, I was there. My family, we were going on a cruise. Mm-hmm. But the day before we went out on the cruise, uh, we, we just spent the, the day in, in Los Angeles. And I went and I saw the sleight of hand magician, or not a magician, illusionist, <laughs> Ricky Jay. Uh, I saw him do his one-man show. Oh, uh, Ricky J. Ricky J and his 52 assistants. Amazing. Like, just holy shit. It, it's incredible. I can't recommend him enough. But while I was there, Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live was in the audience. Of course he was. And so uh, at intermission, I went up to him. And uh, I was like, hey, Jason Sudeikis, my name is Rick Hatchke. Uh, I have a podcast called Host I didn't have it a didn't podcast. It didn't exist at that point. I or else Jason podcast. Sudeikis probably would have been on it because oh, he's I such know. a nice guy. Um, so anyhow, I ended. I told him that you know I'd, I'd studied at Second City, and I uh, was talking with him, and I told him how I'd done comedy sports, and he did comedy sports in Kansas City. Yeah, and is, he he, talk- is he the only SNL uh, to do comedy sports? I, probably. Only comedy sports I'd on the SNL? Because there was also, uh, what's his name, went on to do UCB, but uh, when I was talking to Polar and in Amy Polar in a radio, in a, like a phone interview, she uh, was talking about uh, one of her like right-hand men did Was it sports. Matt Besser? Matt Walsh? Ian Roberts? Those are the names. It was Ian Roberts. Ian Roberts? Yeah, Ian Roberts. So, so uh, anyhow, I Anyway, talk- Sudeikis is the uh, yeah. only one from comedy sports to but do. Yeah. I talked with him for like 10 minutes during intermission. Incredibly nice guy. Uh, and then afterwards, um, I was waiting for my folks to pick me up. And he had met with Ricky Jay because Ricky Jay had seen him in the crowd and had his assistant uh, request that he meet with him afterwards. And so uh, I was waiting outside of the theater for my ride. And Jason Sudeikis comes out with his writing partner. And they're waiting for uh, like a, a car service. So I end up talking to him for another 20 minutes. Just just hanging out with him. And uh, just incredibly nice. Uh, my parents come around the corner, and s- they start driving very slowly. And, <laughs> and then he, Sudeikis sees this, and he's like, yeah, this is, uh, this is either your parents 
or a drive-by <laughs> shooting. <laughs> and I'm like, or it could be both, which could be weird. <laughs> His parents just pull out a knife. They've been in LA for a couple of days. They probably joined a gang to, by that point. They, they, the gangs move quickly now. They they put all their money into recruiting. They were there. They were money. there for a few hours, and you know they went to uh, Universal Studios, the City Walk, and that's where that's the breeding grounds. The breeding for grounds of the that... gang. That's where they got the recruiters out there now, man. They're huge. They're like army recruiters. They just come up to you and they're like, "Have you ever thought about joining the Crips?" <laughs> so, uh, so the car pulls up. I open the door and I'm like, uh, Kachki family, Jason Sudeikis of Saturday Night Live, Jason Sudeikis, my, my family, he waves at them, like, he's standing right there, my sisters are in the backseat losing their shit, like, oh my god, he's on TV! <laughs> so, I get in and my, like, my, my parents are shocked at what, like, how did that happen? <laughs> you're in, you're in LA for like an hour and you meet a movie star. I know, I know. TV star. Jason hasn't made the jump to film yet. I'm not going to give him yet. Give him that yet. Although he's an extremely nice guy. He's been in a few what's, films. What's he been in lately? He was in The Ten. He's in The, the Ten. Oh, that's right. He was in The Ten. Directed by David Wayne of Stella, who I've, who I've had on the show. Film star Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> there we I'll go. give it to him. Yes. Uh, so it's funny, like, my experiences in Los Angeles, uh, I was there one day for the movie orgy. And that's when I came across, you know, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. I saw Justin Long that day. So it's pretty much... Met up with Joe Dante. Yeah, exactly. I should just hang out. You should just move out to L.A. with me, and then we'll just use your luck and, you know, uh, my people skills to just talk us into anything. Wait, are you saying that I don't have people skills? I'm saying that you have people skills, because then you get these people to talk to you, and then I'll turn them into, into a business mode. Because you know the business side of film. Because I know the business side of film too well. Have, too well. Have you been to the UCB Theater in Los Angeles? Yeah, I have for a couple of shows. I saw an ASCAT show there. Oh, cool. And um, uh, showing another show. I can't remember what it was because I was not in my correct mind uh, when I saw it. Who who was the uh, the monologist when you saw ASCAT? <sighs> Crap. It, was, uh, it wasn't anybody big. It was just kind of this guy. I forget what his name was. He was very good, though. I have it written down somewhere because I got the um, ticket and then I like wrote it down because I really liked him. Who performed that night when you saw the ASK? Was was Matt Besser involved? Besser was, was there. Yeah, yeah. What, Matt what about Andy Daly? Right. Was Andy Daly? No, I don't remember Andy Daly being there. It was like right when I was out there. Sure. So, um, yeah. Anyway, because I got to uh, the uh, when we came back on the cruise, then I went to UCB and saw an ASCAT. I saw an ASCAT, and uh, it was weird because. Um, forget the monologist i think his name is brody stevens mm -hmm. he was a monologist and uh there were three people performing that's kind of kind of sounds familiar stevens it might have been you've seen him you, if you been, yeah. if you look for him you, yeah, you he, you've absolutely seen him. him on stuff he's very memorable but it was besser andy daly and uh sean conroy oh, those were the show, so yeah. it's it's a, it's a great show but it's weird because on the dvd there's like six seven people performing yeah, there's like seven or eight actually yeah. on the on the ASCAT DVD, and when I saw it in New York, it was with eight people. Yeah, and uh, that night it was just three, but it was it was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. Now UCB Theater, if you're ever in New York or Los Angeles, look it up. There's a, the the Los Angeles one that's right off Franklin, mm -hmm. uh, on the on the east side of Los Angeles, and it's a uh, hell of a show. Or the east side of Hollywood, sorry, east side of like Franklin on the east side of. Uh, of the 101 and then after uh, after that i caught a game show uh hosted by jimmy pardo called pop genius <laughs> and uh it was with a panel of experts 
And the experts included uh, Paul F. Tompkins, my favorite comedian. No way. Andy Richter. Oh, God. Uh, Matt Besser, and then uh, an unfunny woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So the unfunny like, woman was probably funny because of the fact that she was so unfunny with the other men. Oh, yeah. Like, Tompkins is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I just saw him actually a few weeks ago. That's when I interviewed um, Matt Belknap from Never no Not way. Funny. Uh, he was in Chicago recording Paul F. Tompkins' uh, oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. new you album. Oh, yeah, 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 And then you were geeking out about Tompkins recording in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. I, it, it was weird because, like, I, I sh- probably should have tried to make an effort to get, to Tompkins, get Tompkins on this yeah, show. Yeah. But, like, I think he's so awesome. I think he's so incredible. And you I worship like, him too much. I, yeah, and, and I guess my, my attitude was, well, he's going to be recording a live album that night, so I don't want to interfere too much with yeah, his exactly. plans. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I should have made a move. Who was the guy who kept coming in the door during the Matt Belknap interview? <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's his partner at AST Records, oh, Ryan. Okay. The, yeah, the guy he was talking about, just yeah. like having coming in and asking if there was a fat. If person. there was a fat person in the room. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, no, Andy Richter. Congratulations to him. He's the new announcer of the Tonight Show. Absolutely. Yeah. I just bought his uh, Andy Richter Controls the Universe DVD. Uh, Haven't delved into it yet. Why were his series so good but never got picked up? Andy Barker P.I. was a great fantastic show. show. That's a fantastic that been show. That th- funnier than The Office. It funnier is funnier than The Office. Yeah. Honestly, it is funnier than The Office. It was. It could have just like taken off and taken America by storm, but oh well. Now they've got The Tonight Show, so... Yeah, what? What's I'm kind of glad though, because if it would have taken off, I don't think he'd ever be on the Tonight Show. That's true. I I I, I feel that because it would have been what like three or four seasons ago. Well, maybe maybe they would have ended it when he came out. But he'd be in. He would have probably been in like a totally different position. Like been in all these movies. Mm-hmm. So kind of glad actually that Andy Richter failed. <laughs> that he continues to struggle. <laughs> that he continues to struggle, and Conan just keeps giving him jobs in the post Conan era. But now he's back with Conan. That's why I'm glad. It's because he's back with Conan. So. I'm just I'm just glad they're together again. Absolutely. It, it makes me it's like everything is all right with the universe because <laughs> Andy Richter controls it. So tell us uh, tell us what you've been up to in LA. Um, the, the fun that you've had out there. Any celebrity sightings? Uh, besides Jason Lee, that one time. Um, you're still clinging to that. Still clinging. That was like my one like. So I see, you wow. See, you see all these people, and I never see. Apparently, you know the places to go. To well, that celebrities. was the thing. Like I'd been to Los Angeles many times with my family, and we'd never come across one celebrity except for uh, the woman who was on Herman's Head, who then went on to be on Friends as Ross's lesbian ex-wife. <laughs> that was the one celebrity we came across, and that was maybe like I was six or seven at the oh, time, no. and. Uh, uh, and, high, and like at the time she really wasn't no celebrity. no not really so like that was that was the caliber of celebrity that we'd come across and then boom 08 rolls around and yeah i'm i'm rolling with the celebs <laughs> yeah i saw jim rome on the freeway once that's that's cool in his lamborghini that's really cool <laughs> that's that's the only that's like the only one he was like hey <laughs> he turned to you rolled down his window and he was like, Drew. And he just gave me, he told me what he thought was wrong with me. He's like, well, how about this, uh, how about this freeway, huh? Got more, more like a jungle. He's like, we're spending all this money on freeways. We should be spending it on education. Call in. Jim Rome. He was burning. He's always burning. He's burning. He's always burning. Burning fossil fuels in his, in his Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Yeah. So that was like 
the only one. Other than that, like, really nothing. I'm not a celebrity magnet. But Rick is on fire lately with his... You know, I've had the Sklar brothers on, and they've been guest hosts on the Jim Rome radio show. There you go. Oh, that's right. You had the Sklar brothers on, yeah. too. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I love it. And the Sklar brothers were early on, too. Yeah, the Sklar brothers. The Sklar brothers, uh, I sent in a request to them. And I didn't hear anything from them. Until so you kind of thought, like, I yeah, was like, I'm oh, not really anybody, oh, well, so I'm just The trying. day of that show, they're like, oh, hey, man, uh, sorry, we hadn't been on, on uh, the internet for the past week because of the, it was, a, it was a Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll absolutely do the interview tonight. And then I get an, an email from the other brother. Hey, man, uh, sorry, we hadn't been on the internet uh, because of Yom <laughs> we would Kippur. Love to do the oh, we'd love yeah, to do yeah, the yeah. internet tonight. One of them's like, oh, let's do it after the show. The other one's, let's do it before the show. <laughs> so I, I get two interviews. Oh, yeah. I can't get, I can't get I the Sklar Brothers together. I can only I get that, one I separated the Sklar Brothers. I can only get one at a time. Uh, uh, and I was supposed to have uh, John Mulaney on that night, too, because oh, he was also yeah. in Chicago. And uh, we just, we ended up, uh, I, I saw his set that night, but he Didn't had some out. obligations, so I wasn't able to get him on the show, but... Uh, Mulaney no. has issued a standing agreement that he will be on hosting, hosting guests. guests. Exciting. He's made a promise. Yeah, I've man. also got a promise from John Hodgman, too. Ooh. So, yeah. Hosting guests is raking in the in the guests. <laughs> we can't. We're trying to get him on Internet's maximum potential. But we're just it's just not working out. I think, I think the fact that my show is uh, the longest interview I've had was 20 minutes. I think we could get one of them. I Honestly, we, let's get the Sklar Brothers just to drive up and sit in my lake house. The Sklar Brothers are going to be in Chicago this summer. They might do it. We could be like, hey, we can take the kayak out, Sklar Brothers. <laughs> Wait, so we won't come to them? <laughs> they have them to come, come, to to come to us to be on Internet's <laughs> maximum potential. That's the way it works. Listen, if you guys want the press, you got to make the commitment. you got to make the commitment. All of our 30 stronghold viewers. <laughs> They don't even listen to the show. They just watch it play on their computer. They watch it for the the Microsoft or Windows Media Player uh, design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like how it changes the way we talk. They're, yeah, they're all on acid. So whenever they listen to the show, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't think Internet's maximum potential will ever be a guest heavy show. No, I mean we we tend to have uh, my friends on the show from time to time. So- We've so, had we've had food in terms of like guests, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. That's why hosting guests, I think, is a, a great format. For yeah, them. yeah. I needed I needed a fix after Internet's maximum potential ended. I needed a way an outlet. You need an outlet. You, yeah, you needed to up your dosage. And uh, it's pretty cool. I'm 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 really I'm really yeah, proud of my they, show. I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of your show because I have you. nothing to do with it, but I'm really <laughs> proud of it. Well, you know, you got the creative internship coming up. Uh, yeah, if exactly. you get approved. Exactly, I can press. We've a button. got that interview tomorrow. That's my creativity. Either press the button or don't press the button. Press, don't press the button. You get fired. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's my create. That's the creativity that I have in my position. Be fired or keep your job. Now, are you gonna when you come back to uh, UWM? Do you plan on living on campus or are you gonna um, live at home? At, for at least the, I think for fall, I'm gonna live at home and then I'm gonna move down. Uh, just because the whole like saving money thing doesn't really affect me i think i can live at home for about a semester without you know like wanting to tear my hair out and and move out unfortunately uh my mom whenever i live at home sees it an open invitation to have me uh pretty much just be her bitch and drive the kids everywhere 
And I mean, like, she, I mean, she might listen. So be I'd, careful what you say. I no, I'll, I'll be honest. There's I'll microphones tell. in your house. Remember that she, she probably might... is listening right now. <laughs> She's heard all of this. She knows that I don't like you know to be pretty much treated like oh, her lackey, which she does when I live here. So I don't know. It's it's it'll be. I can live here for about a semester before I'm like I really need to get out. So it'd be nice to live here for a semester, save some cash, and then move down to the hood, cash rich. <laughs> The way we roll. No, no, no. So that's that's kind of the plan. Cool. Cool. But, yeah. So then it'll be fun to live down there again on the east side of uh, Milwaukee. We can Then we'll have two apartments and we'll hop between the two. Yeah, New Berlin and uh, the east side of Milwaukee. Not Milwaukee. very close at all. Not at all. Uh, but. At least uh, at least 150 blocks separate the two. <laughs> but at least. At least. But, yeah, no, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it'll be, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a fun school year. I think it'll be nice to get back into the swing of things. Now, I'm are you going back forward to making some some good content you in going, between this and film and everything else? You going back to focus on film or yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. I think I know film, you had a history uh, that you were also thinking. Yeah, about. I also like history, but I've got you know a lot of credits in history already. So a lot of my credits that I have to finish up and will be in film production at UWM. So I think a lot of the emphasis will be on that. And, you know, as you and I have talked already, we're just kind of like, I'm looking together to put together like a team of just like really talented individuals um, to work in like kind of just a little filmmaking unit. Because I think film's best as a collaborative art. And if you can get a bunch of, you know, talented people together to work on each other's things and take their egos out of the equation, you can do something really special. And I just think that no one really ever takes the initiative. It's always just kind of like, oh, well, I guess we could do this if we want to. But, um, you know, I, I just, you know, going to take the initiative and whenever i do that things seem to turn out pretty well everybody seems to enjoy themselves pretty yeah. well so um i like being that person who just kind of gets everybody together to, to make special stuff happen so uh that's uh that's what i'm looking to do just go down there and then you know kind of recruit some people or just be like hey i really like your stuff you know and i've got this group of guys and we're all doing this thing you want to be a part of it and you know oceans 11 style <laughs> instead of robbing a casino we're gonna make a movie nice uh, have you, uh, have you been to any shows or seen any, any concerts, any movies while you've been out in Los Angeles? I lead a pretty nowhere? boring life actually in Los Angeles in Orange County. Um, don't you have a season pass though to Disney World? Disneyland, yeah. Disneyland. A lot of my stories just involve Disneyland. I- inevitably. Because that's, inevitably, where, that's where I spend most, the majority of my time. Honestly, there's just like, if you go through my Facebook, there's like a thousand pictures and like a good 500 of them are at Disneyland. Just because that's also where, like, people always bring a camera. Like, like during everyday life, you're just not, like, walking around with a camera. Unless right. you have a cell phone with the camera, which most people do. So I guess most people are walking around with the camera. But at Disneyland is where they use them. Sure. So, uh, there's, there's cell phones. There's, yeah, there's a lot of end cameras. No one, yeah. It's a it's a cell-free zone, so you can uh, call all you want. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not true. Not at all. I'm just rambling. Um... No, anyway, so lots of pictures at Disneyland, uh, a lot of time spent there. Uh, there's there's so many stories almost, like trying to organize them. Um, there's there's uh, the time where uh, we went on a Splash Mountain and we pretended it was a splash ride uh, in a German concentration camp and called it Splauschwitz. Nice. That was a, that was a story. Um, <laughs> pretty much just stuff like that. Not that dark and foreboding. 
or that black of comedy, but like we like to just mess with people at Disneyland a lot. A lot. We just kind of mess with the crowds that are there. Um, it's kind of, I guess, more uh, uh, street humor, street humor type stuff. It's so street humor that you have to say it twice. <laughs> street humor. I said humor. it once and I was like, street humor. I like the way the street humor. I like the way the street humor. I like the. I like the way the street humor sounds, so I'm just gonna say it again. Oh shit, Drew's broken. <laughs> street, the robots. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah. So a lot of stories just took place there. Um, I'll I'll dish those out. I'm gonna save them for the season. I understandable. So, now yeah. we've been you you have some ideas for a format change. Uh, throw them at me. Tell um, me tell me what you're thinking of doing for the second season. Um kind of maybe segmenting our, our our thoughts a little bit and just like putting them into segments and either you know editing them up and maybe putting transitions in between somehow or uh kind of the way you do host and guest where you know it's like you do you know you kind of put little transitions in between things which i kind of like uh to kind of give it a little more of a flow of the show uh instead of having it just be a straight through you know hour long you know podcast where the whole thing just kind of kind of flows together but instead just like giving it chapters sure. to the show. Sure. So it's kind of an idea where... Are you thinking of like a voiceover narrative? Like, chapter one. <laughs> we could do that. The, we could do... The theme song. Uh, and like, then a song plays. Like, we could do it... Oh, we could do it like... um, Like, your music's like elevator music, but we could instead do like... <laughs> oh, oh, slam my music. Like I like your music. music. I like the fact that it's elevator music. I kind of want to do something like a takeoff of that. We could do uh, instead like the uh, reader's... Reader, like, uh, reader's theater type thing like the old tv shows where it's just like the classical music where it's like chapter one <laughs> and then we just like give each chapter like a title from like because we like to title our episodes things from the chapter so like whatever you know the funny you know quote from that chapter is you know we could make the title of that chapter chapter one the the splauschwitz there you go and that would be the narrative <laughs> but we just uh we just have chapter one be uh the only chapter <laughs> the whole thing. everything yep um i uh i gotta tell you something uh i'm back playing kickball i know i can see by the scrape on your knee yep i got a scrape on my knee and on my leg uh chomp chomp has returned uh had our first game tonight uh lost unfortunately but uh i think i think some of the fire that i had for it is is kind of absent because i'm employed now um so I, I don't take it as as seriously <laughs> as I did <laughs> last year. Uh, I was really intense about it, and now I'm a little sillier. Really, yeah. So you because you got to the championships last year. And we we you... made it to the final tournament. We won a game, uh, and then in the round of thirty two, we lost. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you gave it your all last year. I think it's it's fun to take it a little less seriously. Yeah. Sometimes chomp yeah. chomp. But. Uh, that's back. That's back in the mix. So I'm sure to have some kickball stories. I'm sure I have more just... stories. Uh, I just have don't have my thoughts organized at all. Like my head is in a billion places right now because I just decided to move back. So I'm like, <laughs> I have my hands. You like... made that decision. I'm like, well, we got to get you on the air to exactly. talk about it. So my head is definitely like not cleared right now. I'd have to like rack my brain. My brain's like really in the now of like, what the hell am I doing in a month from now? And like. <laughs> yeah where am i where's my life going type of thing so it's yeah anyway not really you know that exciting uh right now but i think in a few months we'll have some really cool stuff 
going on. <laughs> um, yeah, we're really sorry about this episode. Let's <laughs> let's be upfront. Let's just... be upfront. It's just kind of a bridge episode. If you listened all the way through, God bless you, and uh, be excited for the the chapters. <laughs> I got all these ideas to change the show. Uh, what are they? Uh, having chapters. <laughs> that's that's all my ideas. That's all I've got. I don't know. What else can we do? What what ideas do you have? Have you had for the new format? Um, I have thought about. I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> see, see what I'm saying? We're just kind of going here. We're riffing. That's that's how the show works. We're riffing. You start introducing these chapters. I don't know if people are gonna. I don't know if we're gonna keep those thirty listeners. I don't know, man. They're gonna lose. They're gonna leave. They're gonna be. I kind of like this chapter format. You know what? Let's give a shout out to John Thompson because he's awesome. I bet he's. Thr- he, he I w- bet he's thrilled about this. I bet he he's listening to this and just celebrated quietly by himself. <laughs> you know, because he what he used to do is he would uh, listen to these in his car. Yeah. Yeah. When he was driving to Chicago or, or is from he living Milwaukee. in Chicago now? He is currently a student at Columbia. So he won't listen college to this. when when he comes home. Oh, okay. He sh- he shuttles back and forth. Oh, okay. I almost said shuffles. He shuffles. <laughs> so uh, when he loads up his iTunes in the morning and this is on there, he'll be like, wow. Yeah. This is something special. This is going to make his day. I'm excited. You make- know, I was just at I was just at Columbia College. Really? Actually. It's a good school. I was there uh, last week, my girlfriend Lee and I, who I'm going to be living with soon. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be my roommate. Your, li- your living girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we went down there for um, a movie. It was uh, the Chicago premiere. It was a one-time screening of this documentary called Trust Us. This is all made up about this improv duo uh, called TJ and Dave. Uh-huh. And uh, I've really recently um, gotten into them. I saw them perform in December uh, at in Chicago with a with a group of people, and I really enjoyed them then. But I uh, I've been watching some of their some of their shows and they're amazing and so this was a documentary about uh about them so the first 20 minutes was sort of them talking about their improv style and spent showing a day with them and then the next 50 minutes was their show just straight and uh hilarious really funny they play all all these different characters and they're bouncing back between them yeah and then the the last uh 10 minutes was like the wrap-up after the show where they like talk about the characters like now had you named him did i go ahead and give him a name uh were we on the same plane with that and when you did this motion what were you what were you trying to go for did i pick up on that correctly it's awesome and so i really hope that it gets out there uh, and that it gets a wide release. Um, the director was there, and so were TJ and Dave. And they seem sort of resigned to it's going to play at the festivals, but we hope more than anything that it has a big DVD following. Yeah. And uh, I just really hope that it comes out on DVD because it is the best documentary, the best film I've ever seen uh, about improv. It wow. totally captures that really? perfectly. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be really cool. It sounds like an awesome film. Columbia does a really good job with a lot of their screenings and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. no, no, I'll definitely. Uh, if you ever want to go down there and see the screening, I'm down for that. Maybe we can do a remote and remote. Uh, and get an next maximum potential in like, the in the <laughs> in uh, parking lot. College. We can do that with our new chapter format. We can sit there and be like <laughs> chapter six, Columbia screening. We'll well, like wait, are we are like, we just gonna do that for one chapter? Like. We go down there, or no, we we record like five chapters here, and then drive down to Columbia for chapter six, and then come back here for the rest of the episode. Is that what you're? We could do that. Well, if we segmentize it, yeah, we could do that. 
just have all sorts of different locations. Be be all over the place, like the internet. It's the maximum potential of the internet. It's like tab browsing. We could put bookmarks in because you can bookmark in your uh, um, podcast, so people can jump to different parts of the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why I think it would work. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, and also speaking of improv, I've been performing with an improv group here in uh, Milwaukee. Yes, you have. We sold out every show, which is pretty fantastic. I know it's, you don't. Yeah, I, it's like I'm a modified ASCAT, and uh, we do shows every other Friday in Bayview, Wisconsin. Yeah, and I'm up to get tickets, but it's gonna be difficult because it's because it out. sells out. Yeah, we don't have a show this Maybe Friday, I can so just you're not gonna watch miss. it from. Can I? Can I, I? No, I can't say it. What are you gonna say? The show. Do you think you'll ever listen to the show? Our our enemy of the show. Uh, are you talking about the guy who's in the group? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's not name his name. We won't name his name. I was gonna say we've I, we've slammed him on the show before. I was like, I was gonna be like, can I just watch it from his position? <laughs> just stand there and watch it. <laughs> Technically, be in the show because then he would be out of the group. Uh, yeah, I'm. It is joined by uh one of the one of the members of the group is someone that we uh had discussed on the show before when I just started doing this open improv. Uh, he was there. And uh, he just went out of his way to be an asshole to Drew and I. The thing is, in the group, I would say I'm probably the asshole, though. Really? I take it so seriously, and I get so pissed off about stuff. Well, and I don't... I he's, should, not very I should... fun- he's not very funny, too. That's the other thing. Is like I felt like we were doing him a favor by putting him in yeah. our movie. And then for him to turn around and be like, I don't like the script. It was just kind of... On the know, day of the shoot, yeah. On the day of the shoot. Just like, there's a lot of reasons you could come up with. Like, I just don't want to come. That would have been more cordial than I don't like the script. Well, the thing, uh, the thing I can't stand about him as a performer uh, is he fucking loves miming. Like miming is his bread and butter, and so I hate mimes. I, I, hate I, miming. I I'm not a fan of miming. I just do it to do something in the scene, but I, I'm not precise with my miming. And since I'm not precise. He loves to call you out on stage and break that fourth wall. Like, Maybe both. Of oh, parents. that's a that's a slow way to dribble a basketball. That's a weird way to pick up a. Uh, a does he do this telephone. during the scene? He does this during the scene. Oh. Oh man, I just want to slap the shit out of him anytime he does that. It's like that's funny when it's like a really weird way to do it, but like. I don't know, like if it's semi-normal, it's just like, oh, that's yeah, fine. just accept it. If the audience gets it, just let it go. No, yeah, it's uh, it's this awful habit that he has. What a Dirk Diggler! How is that anything like Dirk Diggler? I don't, I don't know. That's my new term for. Oh, oh, because he's got a, it's like what a dick. Yeah. Oh, I have. I thought you were like, man, he's really pulling a Dirk Diggler there. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How does it even make sense? <laughs> no, no. That reference to Boogie Nights, I, I don't, I don't particularly I, I, get I, I, it. And I, I, then I had to think about it. And then I, oh, oh, because of there the, you go. Oh, yeah. there, there you have it. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's get to the, our recommendations, Drew. All right. So uh, first of all, let's go with a sandwich recommendation, Drew. Sandwich recommendation. I've come a long way with my sandwiches. Uh, a chicken uh, cob club. With uh, grilled chicken breasts, avocado, tomato, and lettuce on a sourdough, uh, fresh baked sourdough bread. Where do you get this from? Um, you can get it at Cafe Fifteen Oh Five here in Mequon, Wisconsin. Oh, it's in Mequon. It is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is local. Oh yeah, it's local. 
Nice. Although with uh, I would I would suggest that if there was a place you could get it in California where the avocados are fresh, it might even be better. Hey, you know uh, you know what's here now in Wisconsin? Sonic, 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 Sonic and and TJ from TJ and Dave is in all those Sonic commercials. Really? Yeah, he's the guy. He's one of the guys from it. Yeah. I made a fake Sonic commercial. It might be up on my YouTube page, but uh, I made one with my friend Pat. We made a bunch of fake Sonic commercials. They were pretty funny, so we put. Well, I might put. I haven't been to it yet. I, I was so goddamn excited when I heard that. I know, that man. There was they a showed Sonic the commercials coming. for years. Mm-hmm. So what's your uh, sandwich recommendation? I'm going to have to go with the chicken parmesan. Uh, it still doesn't exist yet again at Subway. I thought maybe with the advent of the $5 foot long. After, catching after 20 episodes, <laughs> the chicken parmesan still doesn't exist. Please call your senator. Call your congressman. I Just get in touch with your Subway when you go through... Uh, when they ask you what you want on your sandwich, just always say, well, I'd love to have a chicken parmesan, but <laughs> that's not an option. So I guess I'll have the uh, the roast beef. <laughs> I guess I'll have the roast beef. Yeah, just, just bug them. Just bug them, and they'll be like, hey, so when's the uh, chicken parmesan coming back? And that'll stir up some grassroots people. But I have the new sandwiches starting Worked to for win. Obama. <laughs> new sandwiches starting to win my uh, my heart over. What's, uh, what's that? It's uh, at Altera. They have a turkey club sandwich. Uh, I knew that it was Tom Fuchs, his favorite sandwich, uh, that he loved it, that that was that was a number one when it came to sandwiches for Tom Fuchs. I think he's recommended it on the show before. He ha- maybe. I don't know. But uh, I was there, and uh, I thought, well, I'll, 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 I'll test out this, this sandwich. I'll see if Tom's right, and he is. It's a, it's a good sandwich. So really? I've had it. I've had it. Uh, Maybe four times. Winning total. over your heart slowly. Yeah. It's like the it's like the chicken parmesan died and it's taken you like twenty years to get over the chicken parmesan. I'm remarrying a sandwich and after you're like, uh, you're like, after you're being like I'll never forget about the chicken parmesan. Yeah, but I, I've learned to love again. Well, I mean I, I keep pictures of the chicken parmesan around my house. It's still in my thoughts. And the and the avocado kind of or the uh, the the turkey club kinda of thinks it's weird, but at the same time it puts up with it. Yeah, well, put up or shut up. <laughs> That's my my motto when it comes to sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know what kind of sandwiches you're eating. <laughs> Movie recommendations. Uh well, I obviously TJ and Dave. TJ and Dave trust TJ and Dave. TJ and Dave. Uh, trust us. This is all made up. Great, great movie. Uh, but I just saw Adventureland last week. Oh, how was it? It is wonderful. I've heard good things. It is, you know, they're marketing mostly from the Associated Press. They're marketing it as uh, from the director of Superbad. Like Superbad too comes you another raunchy comedy, and it's. I mean, it is the same director of Superbad, but if you watch the film, uh, it it bears. Very little resemblance is it more, to Superbad. Is it less Superbad. raunchy? More, uh, yeah, it's way less well, it raunchy. Wasn't written by uh, Seth Rogen, who wrote Superbad, mm-hmm. and had like a huge creative direction over Superbad. Mm-hmm. So it was like mostly like his like raunchy style of humor. This is more the director style. Yeah, humor, and it's know. it's uh it's like a coming of age movie uh with some some really hilarious scenes mixed in. Uh, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig are in it, and they're they're really funny. I heard they're fantastic. Um, the thing that it reminded me most of is Freaks and Geeks. It has a very Freaks and Geeks feel to it, uh, where um, Martin Starr is in it. He played Haverchuk mm-hmm. on Freaks and Geeks, and this takes place in 1987, uh, which would be a, right around the time some of the characters from Freaks and Geeks were getting out of college. Oh, okay. so it almost syncs up in that regard, uh, and uh, it just has. This, it does a really wonderful job of making 
every character, even the unlikable ones, or the ones that would be the the asshole in any other movie, have likable aspects to them. So it, it's very rounded, very real characters. I love I those kind of movies. Yeah, I'll have to definitely check that out. I love. Uh, I've had a movie on my mind a lot like that for a long time. That maybe someday I will make. And uh, it's got a fantastic soundtrack. It's got the the replacements kick <laughs> off the movie. It's oh, got no Husker Do. Uh, it's, it's really good. And it also has the kids, uh, the kid from, um, those AT&T commercials, I think that's AT&T yeah. where it's like, uh, you're giving away our minutes. He's like, ah, oh, I don't want uh, the minutes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to use the old minutes. Yeah. Like that kid. Yeah. He's in it and he's hilarious. Really? He, he's he, good. He, uh, he's funny in those AT&T yeah, commercials. Yeah. And, and the whole movie, I was like, why does he look familiar? And then you realize he's the AT&T kid. That's good. I want to go see that one. That, that sounds like a winner. Check it out. What's your movie recommendation? Uh, my movie recommendation. You thinking about it? Looks like it. Hmm. I hate dead air. <laughs> um. Uh, my movie recommendation currently is. Keep stalling. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Dances with Wolves. I'm coming out of left field on this one. Um, so, about a month ago, I was in my anthropology class, and we were learning about the Indians and how the uh, Americans, you know, kind of settlers came in and kind of destroyed the Indians' land and uh, whatever. And <laughs> whatever. We made yeah, whatever. Whatever happened. We whatever they walk the trail happened. of tears. <laughs> So, but then I was like, you know what, what if I made a movie about, uh, I got inspired to write a screenplay or at least a treatment about, uh, a, a, an American who learns the, to see through the Indian's eyes, uh, you know, that, that really that Americans are the savages and that the Indians are really the much more civilized than they are. And then I realized that is entirely the plot to Dances with Wolves and, uh, in some capacity and, uh. Yeah, maybe appreciate Dances with Wolves, but then realized in no way, shape, or form was that an original thought. <laughs> and uh, just made me want to go watch Dances with Wolves, which I did. Uh, uh, which now, is a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, uh, finally, to wrap it up, an album recommendation, Drew. Uh, my album recommendation is... Uh, you can have the Chester Fence mixtape. I was going to say it, but you can have it. I mean, I was, that's what I was thinking of doing. You can have it. Uh, my recommendation would be the <laughs> Chester French uh, mixtape. Mix uh, it's called uh, Jacques Jams Volume 1 Endurance. Uh, and uh, there's a, there's one song in particular that I really care for. Um, it's called Nerd Girl. And uh, very sweet, very fun song. Uh, one of the things that was weird about Chester French, when I first uh, started listening to them, I was like, "Oh, awesome! This is this is Da. It sounds great." But I really wasn't paying attention to the lyrics, and uh, because I wasn't paying it, like by the time I I started paying attention to them, I realized, "Oh, some of these songs are really raunchy. Yeah. Like, this is all about sex." And so, uh, st it's still great. But yeah, I just I hadn't put that together. <laughs> just be yeah, be aware of that when you listen to their music. So, uh, Nerd Girl, it does have because it's like it's all it's all like sweet music. It's like oh, this is sweet and nice, and then you're like, wait, this is raunchy music. Yeah, but Nerd Girl does have one mildly raunchy line. I don't think it's that raunchy. You let them have it. Let them have it. 
Are you going to share it with us? She says, uh, uh, like, I used to be writing. I, I've just heard it today. It just came out today. She says something about how she used to be writing, I think, sideways. and Or writing on your side. And now she's writing you. And that's not, uh, you know. Oh, you know, it's sweetly oh. sung. I, it's adorable. You know, even what Louis Armstrong used to sing was kind of dirty in a way back in, you know, the day. So... <laughs> It was that you were just doing something on iTunes. What were you doing? Oh, I was checking. I thought, out, I I thought that was my album recommendation because I knew there was something I downloaded recently that was good, and that's why I was like stalling <laughs> because I was like, "What is it? I've been awful tonight with uh, any sort of like anecdote. I'm I, so sorry." I knew that there was Louis Armstrong on your iTunes, so I was like, "Is Drew actually trying to make a transition?" From Chester French to Louis Armstrong. No, 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 no. My recommendation is a band I've recommended before twice on the show, uh, and they just came out with their newest EP. The new album's coming out this summer, and I'm sure I will recommend it when it comes out. Uh, the band is Mute Math. Uh, two words. Uh, first word is mute. Second word is math. And the name of the album... Don't pander. It's, it's a, it's a four-track EP called uh, The Spotlight EP. Um, featuring the song Spotlight, the song Early Light, the song Clockwork, and the... <laughs> Clockwork! <laughs> Clockwork, and the uh, uh, John Luke's remix of Spotlight, which to me is the best track on the album, So, uh, or the short EP. So Cool. And recently I'm getting into vinyl, so maybe we'll be playing some vinyl on the show. Sounds, uh, maybe we'll, sounds we'll... intriguing. Maybe that's the big change in the second season. Vinyl. Vinyl. We're switching to vinyl. Too close for too close for digital. Switching to vinyl. You're not talking necessarily about uh, having vinyl records on the show, but releasing each episode of oh, host and well, of oh god, I'm gonna mix up host and guest with this of Internet's maximum potential. This is the first of many mix-ups. Uh, releasing that on vinyl. That's so, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Well, I mean, I, we've Very got thirty listeners. Cost and effective. But... We got thirty listeners. I'm sure at least uh, three of them have record players. Um, yeah, I'm sure John Thompson will sit his record player into his car right next to him just to listen to our, our show on vinyl. I'm sure, I'm you know, John Thompson is that sort of guy. He's a good guy. He is, he is so dedicated to the show. And, you know, maybe, I think eventually, if no one ever wins our contest for your cards, at the end of the show, you should give him your cards. He already has some cards. I gave him and Brad Gage some cards oh, when they were right. on the show, when and the I show. signed them. I signed them, even. You did. I said, keep shooting for give the stars. <laughs> Rick Katchke. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's that that's my uh whatever I want to say whenever someone asks me to sign something, which uh, right, never happens. I write keep shooting for the stars. I hope someday we're famous and you write down on everyone's everything. <laughs> I really do. Listen, you gotta get out of here. You got a party to get to. Uh kind of. Not really. My head's just oh, not We in gotta it. get out of here, Drew. Nope, I'm going to keep it going. And then be like, sorry, I couldn't come. I was recording the Internet's Maximum Potential. And they'd be like, what? I'm going to be like, it's the new show on vinyl. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's my head has just not been here tonight. But I think it's been a pretty good show otherwise. I carried it. I carried it. Rick, carried, Rick was the MVP tonight, I'll be honest. <laughs> with his anecdotes and uh, everything else. <laughs> he's All right. Been, he's been racking me, trying to, trying to give me some. He's been like passing me the ball. He's been like, Drew, I'll take the assist. And I'm like, nope, just dish it right back to you. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of defense tonight, I'll be honest. Oh, man. This is, this is, this is the uh, Internet's maximum potential equivalent 
of the NCAA championship <laughs> game. Just a blowout from the beginning. In, in this, Rick has been portraying UNC, and I have been portraying uh, Michigan State. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Uh, I've been Rick Hatchke. I've been Drew Stack. And this has been Season 2 of the Internet's Maximum, Maximum Potential. Potential. Thank you for joining me on that. <laughs> I forgot that's what we did at the end of the show. <laughs>